Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamora. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamora and Raphael Tamora. Hello, 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 and welcome, everyone, to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show today, and always, is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. We've got a great show lined up for you today. It's titled, Hello, Anyone There? Talking with your spirit guides. Knock, knock. Who's there? <laughs> communicating with your spirit guides, speaking with your spirit guides, however you want to say it. This is episode number 37, and we'll explore what spirit guides are, where they are, who they guide, and how do you talk with your spirit guides to get far more out of your life than you might have imagined. First, what is a spirit guide? Simply put, what is most commonly known as a spirit guide is a being in spirit, a spiritual being in spirit, that serves to guide us in our incarnate life here on earth so that we can fulfill our purpose. Does everyone have a spirit guide? Absolutely, yes. In fact, most people have more than one spirit guide. Many of us may have quite a few. With someone like my husband, Michael, here, he he has a whole troop of guides. <laughs> yes. I need him to keep me on the, you know, straight, straight and narrow. narrow. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense when you think about living your life here on Earth. No matter who you are and what you do in life, you need the help of experts. For instance, even if you had no family members still alive or were homeless and jobless, you still need the help of experts, say, if you became seriously injured or ill. Even if you wanted to just get a temporary job to make a few bucks to eat something, you'd need to communicate with someone about getting the job. If you got a job, you'd have an employer. If you earn an income, you'd have to file your income tax return, and if you didn't know how to do that, you'd need someone to teach you or help you do that. If you got into a legal scrape, you most likely will need to talk to a lawyer. To even just get by in life, as it is these days, you'd have to have some kind of help with some parts of it. We all do. In fact, in the early part of your incarnation, you get a lot of guidance, for better or for worse, from your parents or those who helped to raise you. Then you have Child care providers, school teachers, doctors, nurses, ministers, and most likely a whole assortment of other helpers just to learn the basics of living in this world, like feeding yourself. And as you get older, the etiquette of feeding yourself in front of other people. Some very basic things like that. If you have that many often specialized guides and helpers in your physical life, How much more do you think you would have them in spirit? Of course, until you have learned to correctly use your own clairvoyant ability to see spirit, you might consider the variety of spirit guides, teachers, and other helpers 
that you have as your quote-unquote invisible helpers, and that's okay. Speaking of your psychic or soul abilities, probably the three most important ones when it comes to working with your spirit guides would be, one, your clairvoyance, which is clear seeing, being able to see, your clairaudience, being able to hear spirit, and mediumship, direct experiencing of spirit. A fourth helpful ability in working with your spirit guides might be something called our clairsentience or the ability to feel energy. And even the most so-called non-spiritual person has a level of this. Most people are aware of being able to feel energy. It's like getting the creeps when somebody comes around you kind of thing. When you first begin to work with your guides, don't worry about the specifics of each of your abilities. Whatever way in which you begin to become more aware of your spirit guides would be fine at first. Some of you, your clear audience, to hear what your guide is saying might be most comfortable using. For others, perhaps you like to see your guide working with you as well as see what they are conveying to you. See as in clairvoyantly seeing or understanding with your visual abilities. Still, for others of you, you might already be aware of your mediumship ability and are experiencing that your guide in spirit is communicating to you. For many people in the beginning, they may first notice the presence of a positive, supportive spirit being around them through their clairsentience or their feeling ability. Raphael, do you remember what your first experience of a spirit guide was like? I mean, how did you come to recognize that there was someone in spirit that was there to help guide you in your life? And about how old were you? Well, these are good questions because there are two levels here for me. One is, um, since, as you know, if you've been listening to our show, I grew up Catholic, um, and I was quite an aware little child, but as a little baby, I was being taught the same thing every little Catholic child is taught, and this had to do with you have an angel on one shoulder that tells you to do good things and a devil on another shoulder to tell you to do bad things, and you're supposed to listen to your angel more than your devil. And I actually believed this, and I could I could see both of these beings, but I later came to know this really was learning to the difference between listening to the voice of the ego and the voice of um, myself as spirit represented as these two beings. So that's a little different than an actual spirit guide. Um, as I've discussed in other radio shows, the first time I really had guidance, which felt extremely comfortable, very familiar, and um, sort of a high level of knowingness that I this has happened before, was when I had that dream at age five that t- showed me the future of my life. And I didn't actually see the guide, but I could... I knew what the guide looked like and that it was standing behind me and narrating 
the interpretation of this very symbolic dream I was having. And in the end, um, he told me that I would, I have lived before, and we will be talking about reincarnation in other shows, but that was a feature to come later. I didn't even know the word reincarnation until I was 16 years old. But there was another time as I was growing up um, where I had another guide come to me. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show. Hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Ah, Welcome back, everyone. We're exploring how you can talk with your spirit guides more effectively and get more out of your life. And I'd I've always wanted to say that we're back. (laughs) We had a little bit of technical difficulties. And it's always like that um, when we're talking about spirit guides. When I used to teach about spirit guides in classes, oftentimes some of the funniest things would happen to people coming to my class as well as to me coming to teach the class because the spirit guides were so excited about their people learning about them. Yes. And... 
on Halloween Day, <laughs> we'll have a another another show <laughs> about things that go bump in the night. night. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm not quite sure where I got cut off, but I wanted to uh, finish my train of thought that um, I had started before uh, we got. Uh, Rudely interrupted by <laughs> internet. <laughs> uh, but I was talking about, um, I was answering Michael's question that he asked me um, about how old was I and how did I come to recognize there was someone in spirit there to help guide me in my life. The first time it really happened on a very strong level was at age five. And then as the years went through, most of the times my guides that I was aware of spoke to me through my dream state. And um, for some of you who are real dreamers, that's probably true for you, too, as well. But the most magnificent thing and interesting thing I ever had happen in the early years was simply um, a spirit guide would come to me and really give me instructions as a healer. And he would show up in my dreams in so many different forms. I kept a journal about it for a lot of years. And then one day it came to pass that I found out this quote-unquote spirit guide was actually a real man incarnated in a body who ended up being my spiritual teacher. And many, many times, those of you who have made agreements to have a spiritual teacher or guru or something like that, the guide will, the, the teacher will show up in your dreams as a teacher and guide before you're old enough to come see or be their, their student, see them or be their student. So that was really wonderful, and that was our teacher, Louis Bostwick. Um, he was a pretty cool guy. <laughs> and um, I just, you know, it was just an amazing thing. But later, when I started teaching, um, it was a whole different story. We'll talk about that in a bit. But, Michael, how did you first become aware you had spirit guides? Well, my earliest recollection of working with spirit beings on the astral plane out of the body after falling asleep at night was when I became aware that I was helping people who were in car accidents in Japan during my grade school years. I've talked about that a couple times in previous episodes. And I wasn't aware of any of them being specifically spirit guides to me at that time. I, I didn't know the term spirit guides. <laughs> so to me... Um, once I was out of the body, it's just like, you know, normal. It's it's like we were all there. Uh, kind of the sense of like how it would be if um, volunteer first responders were working together for a common purpose. Like a team. Yeah. So I'd find myself there by the scene of the accident hovering over stuff. And, and there's other beings and we're all working together to help these people, both the ones that crossed over as the ones that were still in the physical. I also had some experiences on the astral plane of running into spirit beings who would help me with my personal life at that time. And this happened more when I was, say, junior high, high school age. I think when I first really became aware that there were these specific spirit helpers working behind the scenes all of the time and working with me was when I was living in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania 
for a few months as a graphic design student studying at the Art Institute there. How I learned to communicate with one of my main guides at that time was through writing and drawing. And I used to map out in words and pictures on a large white art paper on a hard smooth surface like the floor or large table my conversation with that guide and so i'd write down my part you know whatever comments i was making questions questions that i had and and then i'd write down his answers and whatever comments he had to make like i was taking dictation and i would make it the whole conversation would be like a drawing on this large piece of paper and um it would map out different segments of my life, different things that I was looking at. And it was as if I was walking down a meandering, unknown path as I drew this picture and words. So today, I would say that um, there's a, a term called, what is it, mind mapping, right? Some of you might have seen it, where it's even on computers and you circle things and you draw in things, you write down ideas and branches from there and goes, you know, crosses into other branches and it's like a tree almost. So it was very artistic and very detailed. And even though the whole thing, if you looked at it from a little bit of a distance, looked like a a drawing, some of the lines, many of the lines were actually very tiny script and and print of words, sentences, and paragraphs. So it's got words and images. And I realized now, looking back at all that time, that my guide was truly guiding me, not only with his answers to my questions and comments and, and little teachings, but visually, by the way I drew this mind map and connected the thought pathways. So he would show me on a visual level, okay, go that way, and then go this way, and go that way. And it's not like a road with crossroads and walk this way and walk that way, turn left, right, straight. Not like that. It's not linear. It's just direction of Direction of vision, which way to look, what direction am I going? Not on a physical level, but in my life, in my way of looking at things. And what did I need to consider? What did I need to become more aware of? It would show up as direction and energy, not as specific words and concepts and you know, ideas like this is what you're going to do. So the primary abilities I relied on at that time to communicate with my guide was my clairaudience and knowingness. I was definitely using my clairvoyance to mentally see the flow of where my guide was guiding my thinking. And that's how I drew the various mind maps. And I remember that we reviewed much of my young life 
up to that point, the first like 17 years of my life. And that gave me clarity and certainty in what I needed to do next. I knew I was preparing for my next big step. It's like getting doing all the research. If you were an author, you know, you do research for the next chapter of your book, the next segment of your book. So I didn't know it consciously back then, but now I realized that some of this work was to wrap up my earlier life, okay, and get my life on course for the next step. And that included leading me to finding my spiritual teacher and my intensive clairvoyant training with him. I know that everyone has their own unique ways of communicating with and working with their guides. Sometimes the best way is out of the body, on the astral plane, directly, or through the dream state and getting symbolic dreams. Other times, it's much more effective to sit in meditation. Just be quiet and just have a conversation with your guide. On other occasions, it would be best to just intuitively know what your guide is giving you. Or you could clairvoyantly look and see what your guide means. So I kind of used a combination of all those way before I knew what clairvoyant meant or clairaudience meant or even mediumship or intuition meant. So I didn't have all those words back then, but I was just doing this. So it's in retrospect, years later, that as I learn, oh, that's what that ability is. Oh, this is the ability I was learning at that time or using. And I had a identifier. I had a word to identify the specifics and the particular abilities. Then I can talk about it like this. You could use your clairvoyance in a variety of ways with your guide. One example was what I did when I was 17, working with that guide in Pittsburgh. Well, the guide wasn't in Pittsburgh. (laughs) You were in Pittsburgh. I was in Pittsburgh. (laughs) The guide was wherever I was. (laughs) And then uh, he was showing me, in my mind, the general flow. Uh, I learned to follow the guidance of my spirit guide by looking clairvoyantly at energy flow, going this way. It's a quality. It's not a go uh, 10 feet and turn left and then go to the stop sign and turn right and things like that. No, I didn't have those kind of images. It's just seeing, you know, when when somebody's talking to you, a pretty um, difficult concept and, and they're explaining something and you go, ah, I see it. Yeah, I see what you mean. Well, that's when you're using your clairvoyance to look. You're not intellectually, you know, trying to figure out what, what words these mean and, and what is this person saying. You're just looking, and when that person explains certain things, you're looking at the energy direction information they're showing you on this higher level. And then when you see it, it's like, oh, I get it, I get it. So that's the way I was using my clairvoyance. I was getting what the guide was showing me. 
And the intuitive knowing part, I would just know what he meant and knew, okay, I have to make this phone call next. I have to go to that store. I have to go get that guitar. I have to do this. I have to do that. I'll draw this on a piece of paper. I just knew it. I didn't figure it out. I just knew that's what I had to do. And a lot of that was in my communication with my guide. And it's like working with a, if you're blind, uh, it's like working with a seeing eye dog. Mm -hmm. You know, ah, you're going by feel and you, you know, oh, the dog's going that way. But you don't, you know, you might not uh, know exactly which street it is or whatever like that. Okay. So in spirit, it's so much simpler that it's actually difficult, more difficult to talk about a lot of times. So sometimes the uh, guides would give me like a, on a clairvoyant level, they'll make fun of stuff and, and look funny and I'll start laughing. That's if I'm getting too serious. They'll show me something clairvoyantly and make me laugh. Ah, so that's very helpful from a guide. Okay, a guide may show me what I'm supposed to examine in my life or show me where I need to go physically for my next step, okay? And much of the times, on a clairvoyant level, the guides show me energy to look at and gain insights by looking at it. It's like looking at a masterpiece painting. And then when you meditate on it, all of a sudden you get, oh, I get what this artist was conveying when he or she painted this or the color they used for this part and why this part is really dark or whatever. You just get it. Ah, that's when you're starting to work with your guide. You're, you have to communicate on a much higher level than the intellect, okay? So sometimes it's, oh, I just know I have to look and meditate on this particular emotional energy that I've been experiencing. And then uh, I might find, oh, this wasn't mine at all. <laughs> I was trying to solve it, but it wasn't mine, and so forth, like that. I observe all the time that what makes it difficult for a lot of people to more effectively and consciously work with their guides is that their spirit guides work, them, works, work with them on such a simple level but they're expecting something so much more intellectually organized and complex. My lifelong experience with spirit guides is that they're incredibly efficient, economical, and effective in their communication. They'll almost always take the simplest route to guide you. What you could see seem to be you know, really complex later on comes from stringing a whole load of simple steps into one thing. That's way later. My work with my guides has been one of very simple step after another very simple step. So if I were looking to get from them a complex master plan from A to Z mapped out, <laughs> visually, audially, and whatever else way, 
I'd still be waiting to hear from them. They know that if I don't do step one, it'll be a waste of all of our time and effort and energy to give me step two. It won't work. So the sooner I take care of a simple step one, the sooner they can guide me to step two and three and four and so on. And each step is simple. Anybody could do it. But if much later on, you were to look at steps one through, say, 10,000, you might be amazed at what you were able to accomplish. But if you were given all 10,000 steps up front, when you're not even ready for it, you'd probably have been overwhelmed and decided that it was, oh, this is impossible. I can't do that. Because some of those 10,000 simple steps involves you learning a couple of things that's going to allow you to and help you to do the later steps. So at the beginning, you don't even have a clue how to do something. But if you follow step by step by step, oh, when the time comes, you'll learn the steps you need to be able to do the next thing that's coming up. So by the time you get there, oh, I know how to do this. And then something, if you were to look at it a year ago or five years ago, what you're doing today, and you go, whoa, I don't think I could handle it back then. No, you didn't have to. That's spiritual guidance. That's how I know my spirit guides all work, one step at a time. One of the funny things I've observed in a great majority of beginning students is that that because they dismissed the simple step one that they were given, they couldn't progress. When I when I look at some students that are stuck, you know, they're not progressing and they're frustrated and they're angry, they're depressed, they're hopeless, you know, whatever. It's not because they're incapable, not because they're not doing it, getting, getting it. It's because they're dismissing the steps given to them by their spirit guide because they don't see the whole thing yet. They're, they're expecting uh, for them to have a steps one through ten or way more before they feel they have enough of an intellectual understanding to proceed. Ah, not enough faith, perhaps. Ah, they're scared. They want to feel like they have control by intellectually controlling it. But if you keep it really simple, hey, go down the street, take a look over there, and you do it. You find something, and then you get, now, take this and make a phone call to your best friend and tell her about it. Oh, and then you do that, and it goes on like that. Then it starts to really flow. But that first step is always the hardest because, not because it's hard, but because you overlook it, you dismiss it, it's too easy. It can't be real. It can't be important. So take that first step. 
always. Then it'll get easier next step and next step and keep doing it. And before you know it, you've progressed from steps one through 10,000 or 100,000. And you'll be where you need it to be every step of the way. And in the beginning, we don't tend to see that. And, well, no matter how capable you are, you won't see it until you've done it. That's the other thing beginners tend to ignore. They think they should know it in advance, especially if they're capable enough. No, I never do. It's only sometimes years later I look back and then I connect the dots and go, wow, that's amazing. But Raphael, you've given a lot of people their first lessons in working with their spirit guides. What are a few of the most important psychic tools that people can practice regularly to learn to work more effectively with their guides? Well, I have a few. Um, Of course, we've talked a lot about being grounded, having that connection from the first chakra to the center of the earth, and being in your own space, being in the center of your head. So that's one of the most important. Um, If you're going to be able to really get that uh, validation that this is real, and it's not just a figment of your imagination when you're working with guides, you have to be in the body and not out there somewhere. Um, Secondarily, is discernment, learning to tell the difference between a positive influence, a guide who is there to really help you, and some kind of a negative uh, hang-around being that's just playing games with you. Um, A spirit guide will not cheat, will not live your life for you, or go through your lessons for you. So if you have a lesson to learn and you're dying to find out an answer about something, it's because they're not telling you the answer to it because you have to learn. So that's one of the most important things of all. And then finally, seniority. Some of you get scared when it comes to this uh, learning about beings without bodies. It's like, what if they're coming around when I'm in the shower? (laughs) Seniority is you are the boss inside of your own body you are the boss of your own space and you're you're the boss of your own beingness if you are uncomfortable with a being being around you just tell them to leave and tell them with the same firmness you would tell somebody you wouldn't want to walk into your house you know someone comes knocking on the door you don't know who they are you say um hey i don't need you in here And be firm about it, that's all. You don't have to go over and over and scream and yell at them. They hear you just fine, even if you don't say it out loud. Well, we're coming upon our final break here. And I know we have one caller waiting. So for those of you uh, new to us, make sure to go enjoy our website, michaeltamora.com. There's lots of information available on it about us and our work along with a full event calendar of some profound free audio and written offerings. You can sign up for our free monthly newsletter there, as well as receive the link to a two-hour introductory teleclass to our six-level comprehensive foundation audio course. Also, if you don't already have a copy of Michael's wonderful book, You Are the Answer, Discovering and Fulfilling Your Soul's Purpose, you can get it through our website or through Amazon.com. It'll certainly be worth your while to read it. When we return, we'll continue our exploration of 
Hello, anyone there talking with your spirit guides? See you in a couple of minutes. Thank you for joining us. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you frustrated that you can't seem to achieve your goals? Stop struggling and discover your power on Creatrix, creating the life you want, hosted by Amira Mondin. This show features the world's most intriguing guests, ready to guide you to self-realization using the powerful gift of your own mind. Tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Sometimes the curveballs that life throws you are just too much to handle. You may have been abused. You may be going through serious addictions. You may be bullied. You may think it's over and nobody cares. Stop. There is a forum for you. Listen for Abba Daddy House Girls Speak Out. Hosted by Annette Smith and Myrna Thatcher. We give you a voice and provide an outlet for your stories. We can help one show at a time. Tune in every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. It's so good to have you back. We've been discussing how you can better talk and work with your spirit guides. We do have someone waiting on hold um, that we're going to bring online in just a few minutes. And in fact, if you would like us to answer a question about your spirit guide, you can call us at at the radio station here at 888-346-9141. Um, I wanted to finish uh, my line of thought that I was uh, discussing just before the break, and that is what were some of the tools I taught to beginners. And um, one of them is to be able to say hello. We are on a planet where this is the major lesson. We're learning to say hello to one another as being to being, person to person, and uh, learning that we're all spiritual beings having a life and being able to say hello. <laughs> hello. Get a life. <laughs> and that you can say hello to your spirit guides. And that's a lot of times all it takes is to say hello to a being that's around you 
um, and ask them to step back if they're too close. So hello is always good first. Not, ah, there's a guy, there's a being here, go away. Say hello first. Sometimes they'll go, they'll step back. Sometimes they're just rattling around in your space because they want you to say hello to them. Okay, so hello first. And then the other thing is that discernment thing. I wanted to share a little story. I knew a guy who um, had what he called a spirit guide uh, when he was in school who got to the teacher's head and was able to tell him all the answers on his tests. He was very high in his mediumship. He didn't know what that was. He just knew he got straight A's because he was able to do this. But I met him much later in his life when he was about 37 years old. And let me tell you something. He didn't learn a thing in school because <laughs> of that. And that is a very good sign that a being is not a guide. They're not really helping you when they're enabling you to cheat any in any way, shape, or form. So there you have it. I'd like to bring on to the line right now Valerie from Tacoma, Washington. Tacoma, Washington. Hello, Valerie. Well, hello, Michael and Raphael. Nice to meet you again. Yes. Um, hi. Um, I had an experience a few years ago. Um, I believe it was on the astral plane, um, and it was with a very beautiful, luminescent being that had um, long platinum hair, and the name that I that I remember when I when I woke up or sort of came to was the uh, the name Altura, mm-hmm. and I believe that she was one of my guides, and I was just curious to see if you could tell if she is is one of my main guides, um, and to sort of I guess validate that I- experience. Yes, uh, absolutely. The- I can validate your experience, and she is one of your guides. Uh, she's, well, she's not your, uh, what would you call it, the number one primary guide, but she is one of your main guides. She's been with you a long time, very long time, over many, many lifetimes. And she's uh, she's a reminder guide uh, because you know a lot. You, within your own beingness, you carry a lot of information. And this information isn't necessarily from here and uh, from this earth. And, but it, it applies to spirit. So it doesn't matter what star system it's from. It's, it's uh, you had gone through a level of your and spiritual growth in other places before you came to earth as a soul. And you've been at, in this earth, what would you call it, evolutionary cycle for a long time now, many, many lifetimes. But you had prior experience, prior learning, and part of the reason you came to earth as a soul is to uh, help evolve the process for humanity on Earth itself. Does this make any sense at all? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I figured I would because you know inside of yourself that you're here for a purpose. Well, everybody has the same purpose to become who they really are. But within that, there's a difference in, in relationship to a lot of people 
that you just kind of bump into on the streets on Earth, <laughs> in Tacoma or anywhere. <laughs> and and then even some of the people you work with, people you've known a lot more than strangers, but they're, you've always known that they're not on the same wavelength as you are. <laughs> you feel different. And that's very often true of people that... Um, incarnate here on earth that have incarnated in other places and had a significant amount of their uh, spiritual steps and growth taken in other places. Elsewhere, yes. And this guide uh, is is from elsewhere, not from this solar system, from a different, she's from a different uh, star system. And and uh, it re- has always been, even from your childhood, been reminding you, oh yeah, you're not from here. And that's got two meanings. You're not from here. No one's from here uh, in, in the sense of we're a spirit. So we don't belong. We're not part of earth. We're, we're part of spirit. But on a more uh, evolutionary level, uh, of once you start to incarnate in bodies, you're, you feel this isn't really your home. There's... It's it's like um if you're a transplant if if you were born in um let's say Germany and then you came over your parents came over to the U.S. when you were three and then you grew up here there's a part of you might go gee uh, I feel like I was born somewhere else and I came from someplace else to this place called the United States and uh, and if if you grew up uh, a lot more in some other country. You learned the language, went to school there, and you know became an adult before you moved to a different country, then that might be even stronger. So because you've had so much, a good portion of your spiritual growth in another star system, when you came here to take your next step, this is, this is part of the path of a healer and a teacher and a guide, if you will, mentor, here is, oh, how come you're always being the healer? You're always, you know, giving directions, instructions to someone else. You're the shoulder for somebody else to cry on. <laughs> and that's because you're, you're part of your path of learning here on earth is as a healer. How do you give? How do you offer other people what you know to be true, what what works for you. And as you do so, then you grow and you become more capable at being the healer, the giver, the sharer of insights, of compassion, wisdom, all of this with others, and as well as being a guide or teacher, mentor. Uh, to others who are not where you are in your soul development. Yes, and one of the other things that I'm looking at too, Valerie, is that at the time she appeared in your dream for you was because you were kind of getting despondent about uh, how things are here on earth. You were getting discouraged and despondent, and she was, you know, Michael was talking about she's kind of a reminder service, Mm. and she was reminding you, oh, you came here to help and there are millions of people here that are here to help 
and some of them are still a little bit asleep. So those that have progressed fairly far in their path actually have the honor of having an experience like you did where they uh, not only tell you in in your astral or uh, we sometimes say in the dream state, but it's when you're out of the body and able to get this kind of communication and you were able to remember it when, uh, when you came back in the body. And that was part of your guidance to don't be discouraged. Things look really bad. I mean, <laughs> you noticed uh, even in the in the wavelength of the last 60 years or so, things were good, things were bad, things were good, things were really good, then they crashed and then they got good again. It's a roller coaster ride here and part of it is because everybody's working on a, a sort of a mass evolvement. And um, there are silently sensitive millions of people out there who are helping to support this, but we can't fall into it. So this is what your what your guide was reminding you. And that's what uh, the way Jesus put it was was you are uh, uh, in this world, but not of, of it. it. Exactly. And that's and and you have to just let go of not get you know. Uh, wrapped up in all the shenanigans that go on. And one of the things that this particular guide, Atura, is teaching you now is uh, she's been trying to get you to, okay, uh, go up front more. <laughs> be, be under the spotlight more in terms of, okay, um, how, do you, how do you guide, heal, teach people who are fighting they're they're kind of dragging their feet in their spiritual growth and things that you think are just like oh this is baby stuff this is you know abc why aren't you wanting to learn abc because if you don't learn abc you're not going to learn how to read and write and you run into people all the time who are no no i want to i want to you know keep going this way I don't want to, I don't want to go, I don't want to go to school, I don't want to go to school. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, Valerie, what kind of work do you do? Um, right now, I'm just uh, studying, I was, I was a dental hygienist, and I had gotten the mercury poisoning, ah. um, and so now I'm just, I'm taking your clairvoyant training program online, I was in your Hawaii class, which was oh, yes. transformational. Yes, yes. Yes, and, and, and I'm also studying um, ancient uh, uh, astrology as well. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, this is all great. You're right on course. And, yes, I know about mercury poisoning. <laughs> yeah. I went yes, through that, too. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, right. it can but, kill and, you. <laughs> and ultimately, I, I really want to do the animal communication. Um, yes. As, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, and you're going to do great with that, with the animal stuff. Uh, once you learn the people stuff, enough, then animals are easy. <laughs> They're a lot simpler. Yes. You know, and it's a lot of fun, so you won't have any trouble with that. All right. Oh, well, well, thank, thank you very you. much thank for calling. Thank you so much. I, I, I greatly appreciate um, all of your insight. All right. Take You're care. You're very welcome. Uh, see you thank soon. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, Michael, um, before we finish up here, why don't you give... Uh, a little meditation. A quick meditation. Quickie, quickie, okay. for saying hello to guide. Yes, just saying hello to guide. And uh, for those of you new to our show, you can go to our website, michaeltamora.com, and there's a free download in the 
free stuff section of our website, audio section. It's called Spiritual Toolkit. If you download that for free, there's a two-hour, you know, step-by-step instructions on all of this stuff. But I'll give you the real quick rundown. So give yourself a deep breath. Just sit in your chair, both feet flat on the floor. Close your eyes. And grounding, of course, imagine this tree trunk you're sitting on, going all the way to the center of the earth. And it's connected to this area right above your tailbone, the first chakra. Okay, be aware in the center of your head. And smile, you're on cosmic camera. (laughs) Yes, communicating with your spirit guide requires amusement levity. You have to be light. You know the joke that angels can fly because they take themselves lightly. You have to take yourself lightly. (laughs) And so then, just from the center of your head, go, okay, hello, spirit guide. And to make it simple, stick with one first. You got a bunch of them, but stick with one. Go, okay, my main guide, would you step forward? And then see what you experience. Some of you might see something. Some of you might uh, feel something. Some of you might know something, hear something. And start with that and take little baby steps, one step at a time, and see where you go. Okay, now, when you finish, bring in a gold sun and fill up from the head to toes with a beautiful gold sun of life force energy. And then stretch and gently bend over and come on out. We definitely have to have another show about this subject, that's for sure. Well... We're coming to the end of our show. Be sure to join us again next Wednesday on Living the Miracle for our next episode, Growing Up Awake, Psychic, and Different. Whether you are an awake and psychic child growing up, are a parent to one or more of them now, or you work with some, you'll enjoy this illuminating upcoming episode. Remember, too, to join us for our next teleclass coming up this Saturday, October 13th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. That's in 2018. Uh, Your dreams in your astral life. You can register through our website or by calling our office at 530-926-2650. Remember to tell your friends about our show and share it on social media. Please, please, please. We want more people to know about what we're doing here. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. Thank you so very much for joining us. We will see you next week. Next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.